1: Welcome to another Baseball America podcast. Uh, we've got an exciting episode for you. Uh, I'm Hudson Bulinski. Uh, joining me, Teddy Cahill and Mike Monana. We're going to talk Jupiter. Juice. Guys, uh, initial... I, I guess first off, let's talk about the championship team. The Evo Shield Canes uh, kind of dominated their way through the tournament. Uh, they didn't allow... Well, they allowed one run? One run. And, and they won the championship game. They are loaded with talent high-end talent, early-round
0: talent. Uh, what did you guys think of the Canes? Well, it's the Canes' uh, third straight championship. That's unprecedented. No other team has even won back-to-back championships in Jupiter. Uh, I mean, the, as an organization, they're, they're a force. Um, I mean, I, I think you could at this point rename the tournament the Canes Invitational. Uh, it, it's It's really incredible what they've done. They had outstanding players. And the, you know, in the championship game, the Canes played Team Evo Shield, which is just the, like, they're from the same organization, the Canes are the high school seniors for the most part, there were two juniors, and Team Evo Shield was the juniors. So, uh, you know, they're set up well for the future, in addition to the fact that they've won three in a row, so... uh, it really is an incredible organization, incredible run they've had the last few years, and and this year to only give up one run, they got, um, I guess it was complete games in uh, the final three, knockout round games from from their pitchers, uh, two of those were only five inning games, but. Because uh,
1: they run rule.
0: Yeah, yeah, nine nothing in the final, eight nothing in the semifinals, yeah. and the semifinal I, with uh, Gbg Marucci. Um, you know the morning of the championship game, like people were excited about that the night before. Like that, that looked like it would be a good matchup, and the Canes just ran all over them.
1: Yeah, uh, the the Canes were really impressive, uh, Mike. What do you think of the Canes in your, your looks?
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with
2: what both of you have said. I mean, it's really you know an all star team there in Jupiter. You look at the if you break down who the top prospects were, you know, in the whole event, you know. You're gonna see a lot of Canes on that list for sure, and you know it was it was kind of neat to see you know Team Evo Shield you know play the Canes in that championship game. It was uh, it was very good for my Twitter pun game. You know I, I was calling it the Evo Ship, um, and uh, no, I mean the, the the Canes the Canes are stacked. Um, you know really in every position. You know it was you know the pitching obviously stood out just just allowing the one run, but I mean you look at the position players that you have guys that could be high draft guys. You know, you look at Seth Beer, another you know good pun name. Uh, Joe Rizzo had an excellent week, and you know it was just it was just a fun team to watch. It was clearly a class above. I think as early as you know Friday on Saturday, we're all saying that we thought they were going to win the the whole thing. So, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. they're I mean they're in the depth of their pitching. When you talk about a guy like Matt Cleveland, it was kind of uncertain when he was going to pitch because they they didn't really. Necessarily, you know, need him. I mean, he, and here's a high-end prospect that you know is, hasn't is kind of new to the team, um, and they're they're kind of not sure what they had, I guess. But he comes out in ninety ninety-three, decent breaking ball, and the, he's just one of the guys. Uh, whereas you you on on a lot of these teams, that is the guy, you know. Uh, so that just I think spoke to the depth, and then in the championship game uh, with Stallings, uh, he was. Lights out. He had three pitches. He was throwing for strikes. He had really good command at the zone. That that whole team, to me, you know, you were, pick pick a player, you know, like and you can break them down, like whether it's Austin Lang Langworthy, you know, a, a left-handed hitter who just pounded peppered everything to the opposite field. Uh, Nick Quintana, man, he smoked the ball all week. I remember one you know one game one night on the Marlins complex. I think it was the. It was the night before. It was the first round of the playoffs. I was watching the Texas Scout Yankees, and Quintana hit, it was, Quintana hit a shot for the Canes on another field, and I looked up and saw it, and I was like, whoa, who hit that?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the quarterfinals against the Ontario Blue Jays. And, yeah, I mean, Quintana's not one of their, their top hitters. He hit, like, sixth or seventh in that lineup, I think seventh. And, uh, you know, he, that was a rope. Yeah, I mean, the
1: the thing was, like, is well-known for his bat. Like, this is a guy who can hit and did it for Team USA, Tournament of Stars, all that. But the power with which he did it, I, I mean, I certainly wasn't aware of it uh, until this week at Jupiter. Um, and that, that kind of, I think, invites a whole discussion on what Jupiter is and, like, how it provides an opportunity, a final opportunity for players to show what they can do and scouts to kind of bear it down on players they may want might want to follow in the spring. Um who were, you know, some, some guys who stuck out to you who maybe you hadn't heard about, hadn't seen before, or heard about at the fields who were, who sounded kind of impressive, uh, when you actually got down there, you know, kind of separate from the the previous hall of information that we had going into the week down at Jupiter? Mike or Teddy, whoever wants to go for that first.
2: Yeah, I think uh you know one guy who i'd seen before um but at least at least to me took a step forward from what i saw him at the area code games was was charles king who you know he was up to 95 you know was a six foot five righty um and you know he looked really good he was pitching throwing an 8 a.m start you know i was i was half awake i don't know how he's throwing 95 miles per hour you know that early but uh you know he looks strong um you know, uh, Brad Debo was someone that I thought uh, looked good to me. He's the local guy here, another uh, Canes guy. You know, mm-hmm. again, it's hard not to pick from that Canes team. Uh, you know, I thought the Chicago Scouts uh, Association team had, had some good guys. I thought their catcher, rorvet R- I think that's how you pronounce R- it. R- yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Rorvet. I think he had, uh, you know, I tweeted this. I, I thought he had the biggest guns, you know, out there in Jupiter. I mean, R- he's, he's ripped. He's a very physical physical catcher and you know he he looked good to me he he stood out to me just just seeing him out in the field um they had some some pitching as well um uh Florida guy you know Nate Brown who looked who looked good to me uh 90 91 uh had command and bottom half of the strike zone uh,
1: Florida commit from from Minnesota or Wisconsin? I believe Wisconsin Wisconsin yeah
2: literally uh i think the town's name is Heartland so literally in, in, <laughs> in the heartland uh-huh. Yeah, he was
1: he was a a nice one for this week. I mean, a guy who I wasn't who wasn't really on my radar yet, yeah. uh, but impressed some people and certainly had some scouts circling his name for sure. Okay. Um, Teddy, any, anybody for you? I know we talked about uh, off you know before you know the previous few days uh, a certain left-handed hitter who can rake. Um, and I don't and you got to ch- a chance to see quite a bit of this guy. Maybe we're not even we're looking at each other. I don't know if we're, you're going to say the same guy I'm thinking of.
0: Well, at first when you said left-handed, I thought you were going to talk about the pitcher, who I will now talk about. Oh, okay. Um, the Canes. At 20, for 2017, I already found uh, a guy that I'm going to be really excited to watch um, next couple years uh, down at Pope High School in Georgia, Ryan Webb, uh, who's a, kind of a command lefty uh, with a really good changeup that uh, he's pretty exciting, committed to Georgia already. But uh, I believe you wanted me to mention Josh Lowe, uh, nope, his Pope... Really oh, really okay. Really well, that's really that's his Pope teammate um, <laughs> who was down there this week with the Braves uh, scout team. Uh, and he is a two-way guy, but he's probably going to be a, a hitter ultimately. And I mean, he raked while he was down there, and, and I think he helped himself a lot. Um, yeah. I guess uh, he... He's not left-handed though, so. Um,
1: He's a left-handed hitter. He's a left-handed hitter.
0: He's not left-handed, um, so. Uh,
1: yeah, Lowe had a great week. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't pitch, which was disappointing for you know for the the audience. Not, not necessarily for him. I mean, he he had a heck of a week at the plate. He showed power, he showed loose wrists, physical body, good frame. Played third base pretty well, I thought. An interesting, really, really interesting player, and. That Pope team has, you know, has not only low uh, and has Webb. There's another. They have a right-handed pitcher who's going to Auburn. His name is escaping me right now. But that whole team, that team's really well built to succeed in 2016.
0: That's, there was a playoff team uh, this spring, and they. Uh... You know, I mean, they they went pretty deep in Georgia this year, so I mean they'll, they'll be they'll be a team to watch for sure. Uh, but the left-handed hitter that I now realize that you wanted me to talk about is Carlos Cortez, uh, who actually is not on the board that you're pointing at right now. I don't I don't know where you have Cortez. Um, but Carlos Cortez is uh, he's kind of a utility guy uh, out of Oviedo, Florida. He played some outfield this spring. He's been more second base this summer. He told me. He wants to go back to catching a little bit, which he did his first couple of years of high school. But what Carlos Cortez really does is he just rakes. Like, I, I saw he was playing with the Mets scout team slash Orlando Scorpions. Um, I saw the, those guys play a few few different times. And I was watching a couple fields uh, at the same time as some of those games. But every time I looked over and Carlos Cortez was up, he was getting another hit. It was, It was really incredible. His week... Was I people knew he could hit certainly, but like that, that, was, that was very impressive to, to see uh, from the South Carolina commit. I spent most of my week watching Georgia and Florida kids primarily because that, that's who I focus on during the spring for draft stuff, but um, you know, those, those guys definitely stood out. Uh, but outside of that area, uh, right hander Skylar Sinski, who is playing for the Red Scout team, uh, pitched very well. Um, I, I, think he definitely helped himself. He was seen in the low nineties pretty comfortably and, and, uh, commanding his pitches well, which, uh, I guess was kind of his problem earlier in the summer is that he wasn't, wasn't pitching with as much command, but, uh, he, I think scouts that saw him and there were a lot of them at the game, uh, that he pitched, uh, they, they definitely got a good look at him. Uh, and so we'll see now he's a uh, committed to Indiana, but, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's been on the map, but that, that outing there in Jupiter was, uh was big for him.
1: Yeah. Since he, to do that in front of as many people as he did, um, pitching at the same time, um, uh, as Drake fellows, who was a couple fields away and, uh, fellows, I, I was watching at the time Drake fellows against Jordan Balasovic, a projectable right-hander from Canada. But since you know, I, I went back and looked, uh, you know, looked at what we have in, in the database on him. And he's a guy who's been up to 95, um, uh, you know, the, the breaking ball reports are, are a little varying. Um, you know, some some put, you know, projected it as above average pitch. Some saw it as more fringy. Uh, but certainly a guy who has himself on the radar and is a guy that we're going to have to follow up on going forward for sure. Um, so beyond that, I guess, uh, what, what who are some other players you guys want to talk about? I mean, we, we could go on all day. We, we could just look at the board right now. Um, I'm kind of just... But organizing notes and stuff so I have everything written on our whiteboard in our, our conference room here uh, let's see who's somebody we all, we all had a chance to uh, to see a little bit
2: I thought uh, there's some interesting guys on the Astros scout team FTB Tucci yeah Bo and you know Dalvin Perez and you know even uh, Keenan Bell was a, a, a Florida commit who stood out to me who had a, a couple of nice drives homeward. Mm-hmm. Uh you know they're another team that you look at their lineup it's you know, it was pretty stacked. They had one game where they homered four times, and you know,
0: obviously looked yeah. looked very yeah, good. At that game. They, yeah. were, they were
1: really impressive. That
0: team was probably one of the most prospected teams there, even including the Canes. Uh, they just they aren't quite as polished, maybe as as some of the other teams. But you know, Delvin Perez is this Puerto Rican shortstop who is. He's very impressive. Um, You know, there's some rough edges still.
1: uh, Yeah, yeah, I I saw them a lot. I think I saw him play four or five games. I kind of wanted to sit on them and really figure them out as much as I could. Um, Perez, Perez made, in my mind, I don't understand how anybody could have beaten it. The type of defensive play of the week, I think. He uh, he got a ball, kind of a slow grounder up the middle. Uh, If you're facing the pitcher, it was to the left. So it was towards him, uh, coming at it at shortstop. He charged, he dove, he gloved the ball, he did a somersault. This is The bases are loaded, I should tell you. The bases are loaded and when he does this. He does a somersault, and you see the ball come out, and you're like, wait a minute. Did he just try to throw that ball home? And he, it's a slow throw, but right into the catcher's glove, like, like it was practiced, which who the heck practices that, but, and just an incredible play, um, kind of reminds you how good he was, how good he could be defensively if he puts everything together, um, you know, he, he did chase some pitches out of the, out of the zone, swing was a little bit inconsistent at times, uh, but when he made contact, it came off the the barrel really well, some hard base hits through the left side, uh, Hundreds off the bat, you know, when we're just looking at, at the the TrackMan data, you know, one hundred off the bat, one hundred two off the bat, and guys putting the ball in play with authority for sure.
0: It's a good year for Puerto Rico. Uh, Twenty sixteen will be uh, in, in the draft, and Delvin Perez is, is the best guy down there right now. And I mean, he's definitely a name that, that people are going to have to keep an eye on. Uh, going forward, I mean, he's been around this summer, but like that's that's definitely uh, one of the the top players on the island this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mario Feliciano, the catcher, uh, another one. Francisco Thomas, uh, Luis Carbello, uh, Jose Lair, another one who's well, I, I wanted to see a little bit more of this week, kind of evaded me, but. Francisco Del Valle, a really
0: really good year in the, Puerto Rico. Alan Romero, mm-hmm. Ramon Rodriguez, both catchers. Yellen Rodriguez is a lefty pitcher uh, who I got to see throw to to Ramon Rodriguez, and uh, there's definitely something there. Some some projectable stuff, and I mean it. it it's are just a lot of them, and uh, Puerto Rico's been down a little bit the last couple of years since uh, since Correa, really, um, but th- this year is is shaping up to be a, a good one, and. Uh, I haven't quite finished it yet, but you'll uh, you'll be able to read a little something about uh, most of these, uh, you know, the, the Puerto Ricans and, and how they fared um, and how the class is, is, is starting to shape up pretty soon over at BaseballAmerica.com. Yeah, um, that's a, a good
1: point. BaseballAmerica.com. Go to, click on our high school tab and you can see all the stories that we've been pumping out on Jupiter. Um, you know, there are... There's some really interesting stuff, um, Mike. You you talked to uh, did a story on John Luca Delatri, this mm-hmm. big six foot six New Jerseyan uh, with the most Italian name in in the class by far, um, but also you know an interesting guy on the mound too, North Carolina commit.
2: Yeah, you know we um, we mainly just traded marinara sauce recipes, <laughs> talk lasagna, but you know there was there was a. Lot of there was a little baseball talk in there as well. Um, you know, he, he is a, like you said, he's a big righty, you know, 6'6", uh 240 pounds, and, you know, is a UNC commit, and, you know, he was impressive, you know, kind of, you know, he was the guy who gave up the run for the Canes, you know, the one run they gave up the entire week. He gave
1: up all the runs.
2: Yeah, he gave up all of the runs that they gave up, but, uh, you know, he's a guy who, you know, he touched 92, he lived more in the, the high 80s to, to around 90 or so, but a guy, that you just look at the frame, you look at his mechanics, um, a guy that you could definitely, you know, project a bit to, to throw harder, to add some velo, to touch the mid-90s at some point, and, you know, who is you know, still kind of working on that breaking ball a little bit mm-hmm. uh, and, and the changeup. But the thing that's really, at least to me, that's interesting about him is his, his father was a, or a long-time strength and conditioning coach in the NBA and someone who's uh, biomechanically certified. So he's been basically, you know, Delatry's pitching coach his whole life and and teaching him about mechanics and the importance of of straight lines and and balance and all that kind of, you know, I'm not a biomechanics major, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I can't really go into into all of that. But, uh, you know, he's someone who's very aware of his mechanics and very aware of um, you know that process and, and what works and what's not going to work and obviously is, a, is a, a bright kid and a good head on his shoulders and so you know we'll, we'll see you know if he gets to UNC or not but um, you know he's certainly someone who stood out and someone that you know you could see down a lot and being you know yeah yeah and in T-
1: 2015 picker. get ready player of the year in New Jersey as a junior um, you know had I believe he committed to UNC beginning of this summer or maybe maybe in the spring um, but had a lot of interest from you know, SEC, ACC schools um, another interesting thing about him he goes to Christian Brothers Academy in New Jersey and as does Evo Shield Canes catcher Brandon Martorano so another UNC commit uh, both of them, so they're teammates at, at CBA teammates on the Evo Shield Canes you know, and then potentially could be teammates that they they both make it to campus as well, both guys with high ceilings too um so i guess to to move on uh anybody want to pick pick somebody else on the board or we could talk about yael sierra i mean they're the Cuban guy who was there to to pitch the exhibition game in the beginning of the the week um sierra ninety four ninety six Pretty good late slider, uh, guy who looked like he was pretty much ready to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I was at that game uh, with you, obviously, uh, and uh, you know he uh, he was definitely the most impressive pitcher. Uh, he was slightly older than most of the players there. He was born in ninety one, uh, seven years older than the youngest opponent he faced that day, uh, but. Yeah, you know, it, it was good and um it was it was very interesting that he was at the the game or it, you know in the tournament to begin with um the that game itself didn't count uh towards the, the standings but um you know, i guess the the astros um you know kind of got the hookup from uh um man i i need to look up the name but they uh they they were able to um to get him for uh, for the for the game, and, and he really showed well. And there were a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys watching. Uh, and, and you know, the the team that he's on there, the Astros scout team, obviously was was loaded with prospects. So there were a lot of. It, it was great for everyone there. You know that that it was just a lot of eyes there, and it's a, it's a little bit different set of eyes too, because you have the international scouts coming in to watch Sierra, and they wind up getting a look at at, at Perez and, and Bichette and. And the other guys But it was Charlie Gonzalez The uh, Astros um, Senior scouting advisor And uh, he runs the, the Astros scout team So he was able To, to make that connection There for them mm-hmm. And then there were Two other Cubans That worked out um, Not too far away From Jupiter It was just a workout During the weekend That um, were, were interesting To see as well uh, a, little, a little bit away From the tournament um, So it was, uh, it was A very Cuban weekend Down there too
1: yeah, we had also we ate at a Cuban uh, restaurant down there, and I mean I, I don't remember my my meal very vividly. I remember it being <laughs> adequate, yeah. a sandwich down there, um, but I kind of ran into the, the language barrier. <laughs> that was
2: that was a difficult experience for sure. Uh, we did get our food though. My uh, eros pollo was was muy bien. <laughs> I I enjoyed it. So you know we got a little taste of Cuban.
1: Yeah, I mean, we. The other, I think, one of the highlights of the trip was was certainly Bebe's chicken and waffles, voted three straight years the best chicken in, in the state of Florida, and with our help, they could be the, <laughs>
0: the could
2: fourth could be straight.
1: The fourth straight year.
2: Well, after after this podcast, after a, I think it's pretty much a done deal. The,
1: pretty much i i enjoyed it i I had a good time uh
2: we (laughs) have we have visual evidence of (laughs) your enjoyment
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah Yeah, maybe i'll throw that on our honor ba instagram me smiling next to chicken and waffles yeah i think uh i think maybe i've talked a little too much about chicken and waffles uh let's let's see back to the board
2: Uh, you know a a guy that's uh you know, I'm not sure where he would rank as far as a, a prospect, but I know he's a guy who interested you and who interested me as well. He's a uh, 2017 right-hander, very funky, uh, Andres Alvarez. Oh, yeah, he
1: was yeah. So that's that's a good point because I was about to bring up the team we saw him against. So the, the Texas scout Yankees, yeah, just some of the better players from the state of Texas put together on that team, It ranked all week. To the point where, as as the playoffs rolled around, you know I kind of saw them as a team that might compete for the whole thing, and then they run into GBG Marucci and this this guy Alvarez, yeah, who was Funk Master Flex. He was throwing sidearm with like kind of a really deceptive release, and uh, right-hander who was like eighty four, eighty seven, good little slider. He carved them up. Yeah. Uh, it was really impressive.
2: No, I I like him. He's a he's a big boy too. I mean, his lower half. I mean, I heard some scouts throwing around some Bartolo uh, Bartolo, Bartolo comps.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he was impressive, and and I think that that's another interesting element to this this whole event is there you know yes, there's a lot of pro guys, pro scouts here to evaluate players, but also there's college coaches out here doing their homework for these. 2017 class, the uncommitted 2016s, there are still a handful, uh, 2018s really kind of setting the groundwork for, A, who they want to offer scholarships to, you know, B, who they're considering and who they're going to plan on following up on in the spring. Right.
0: While we're talking GBG Marucci, I wanted to bring up Ben Baird, um, You know, who he did a lot of hitting this week. He's a Washington commit. Um, he's probably going to go to school, uh, it seems like it. You know, we'll see in a, in a few months, obviously, but uh, you know that that's a guy that uh, you know had had a very loud week with the bat, uh, just hitting ropes off of off of whatever you know, off of hard throwers, off of the the soft tossers, you know, wh- whoever he was, he was hitting and and and, and hitting with authority, really. Mm-hmm.
1: Baird, an interesting guy who's uh, kind of solid tools across the board. Uh, nothing like explosive about him, but when you you look at the sum of his parts, he's a really good player. Uh, you know, a guy who broke his finger in his first swing at the Area Code Games and stuck around. You know, he was was not available to come in and hit at the Area Code Games, but used as a pinch runner. You know, could, you know was still very much a part of that that SoCal Brewers team. Um, and then you know, a week and a half later, he's in in the PG All American game. And he raised more money for Children Children's Hospital than any other player. So uh, an interesting athlete and then a really interesting person. His father has an NFL background. So just a lot of really interesting things with him. Uh, that GBG Marucci team, they came to play. They, they, they ran into the buzzsaw that was the Evo Shield Canes. But a really competitive group of players. Uh, when you look at that lineup, one to nine or one to eleven with the extra hitters that they were allowed to use, a lot of guys who are committed to power conference colleges, guys with pro aspirations potentially out of high school, really good squad. I
0: mean, it's five UCLA commits on that team, and that's uh, that's a pretty good indication of of the talent level,
1: right? And, and I believe, I mean, Kevin Gowdy did not pitch, but he was he was on that roster. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Jones if if i remember correctly mm-hmm. was luck big physical left-handed hitter on that team um, i wish I would have been able to see him a little bit
2: more um, 2017 Hunter Green
1: Hunter Green With me i didn't he wasn't playing when i saw that team but he's in terms of of tools as in terms of the 2017s with tools he's he's among the best um, yeah that was a, a really interesting team to watch i think and we we glossed over them a little bit the earlier I mean when we talked about Josh Lowe, but the uh, Atlanta Braves Scout team/ slash, uh, Ohio Warhawks, which was something we saw a couple of times was uh, you know travel programs combining with the, the organization as a scout team. Um, we saw that with the, the Astros, the Mets um, with the F2B uh and the Orlando Scorpions. But the Braves, uh, the Braves had a really good team, a really deep
0: team. They absolutely did. I mean, uh, like I mentioned, I, I spent a lot of the time watching Georgia and Florida kids, and so I, I was watching that Braves scout team. And uh, you know, we mentioned Lowe, and uh, he's obviously a very good one. But Carter Kai, uh, Carter Keboom, uh, as, as well. They're their shortstop, and um, you know, he's got he's got a lot of feel for hitting. He's a Clemson commit, uh, but I mean, he's a potential first rounder. Uh, just like Lowe is, uh, so it was a very good infield there for uh, for that Braves scout team, especially.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you had Davis Daniel, who I think you know had you know, probably some of the better growth uh, of any player at this event. A guy who a right-handed pitcher who was up to ninety-four this week, up to ninety-four twice. He wiped in two different outings. Um, you know, when I saw him earlier in the summer, he was thrown from multiple slots, kind of being more of a deception and funk kind of guy. Uh, but when he's throwing from his normal three-quarter slot, watch out, because especially if he's up to 94 consistently going forward as he's filled out his frame and gotten a little bit stronger. A really good week for him. Uh, Akil Badu, uh, a guy who has some, some twitchy ability. Uh, Jaquez Williams, uh, left-handed hitting first baseman with some, some sock in the bat. Uh, it's a, it was a really good group.
0: Yeah, Weston Bizzle, twenty seventeen Vandy commit. Who uh, he's uh, he's got a lot going on in that delivery. The but business. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, that that's a very interesting arm. And uh, Jonathan Yan. Um, John Yan. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a big left handed body. That uh, you know there, there's definitely there was definitely a lot to John's lot to delivery see there. Was,
1: was was super interesting with that. He had a kind of a deep shoulder coil, so he was. He was kind of deceptive and like his getting a good amount of separation in that delivery ball, kind of jumping on you a little bit. It was only, you know, you don't, I say only. It was it's pretty impressive velocity from the left side. We're talking about 86, 89 at that age, um, but the it looks even harder than that with, with how deeply he releases it. Uh, the anybody who we've is there anybody in your mind, guys, who we haven't gone over yet? that kind of sticks out as a you know either a premium prospect or somebody who had a really interesting story this week.
2: Uh you know we we talked a little bit about the uh Texas Scout Team Yankees right a couple of specific players uh Ulysses Cantu who has a you know a great name and six name. Yeah, for sure. Uh you know him along with uh, Hudson Sanchez. Seventh name. Yeah. Maybe well, eight your little your little biased. Maybe eight. Hudson Sanchez That's I don't know. We, I think That's we need name. an outside uh, those are about five names. <laughs> I think I think Ulysses Cantu is a better name, but Hudson Ch- Sanchez is a great. name. We'll well, we'll we'll discuss that after, after we're recording. It, in any yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take this outside. Yeah, we'll take it outside. Uh, in, in any event, you know Ulysses Cantu's is a guy who, I mean, every time I've seen him, he's raked. He can too hit. He I don't know about that one, Hudson. Uh-huh. I, I I really don't know about that one. Um, he, he really can hit. He can't. He really can hit. Uh, didn't He didn't fare as well on the pitching side uh, in, in Jupiter. Did a little better at area codes from what I remember on the mound, but mm-hmm. um, he's hit both times that I've seen him. Um, I have a, a vine of him raking that I, I feel like all his teammates and friends have, have revined mm-hmm. uh, at this point. But, uh, yeah, he's he's just an interesting guy. I just don't know how you get him out.
1: Yeah, he was, you know, and we, we talked about uh, Alvarez, the funk master from the right side. Earlier in facing Cantu, it was like, okay, well, you go to Jupiter, you can see guys face premium velocity, good pitching, and then you get to see how Cantu handles himself facing that kind of guy. A guy who's a really diff- difficult angle. The first time, you know, Cantu, I believe he struck out looking on the outer half, uh, not a questionable call in the outer half. Uh, but then the second time at, at, at the plate, he got a pitch that he was looking for, and he just Hammered it up the middle for a base hit. He saw the ball really well, and that, in addition to, you know, him hitting line drives out of the yard. You know, he had a couple home runs. I saw them both. They were both pretty low trajectory shots that I, I think would be classified as line drives at, you know, at the big league level. Uh, a really impressive week for him. Sanchez hit the ball hard consistently. Uh, also on that team, Dustin May, six foot six. 190, 185 pound guy who was 88, 91, uh, sorry, 89, 92. Uh, pretty sharp breaking ball, uh, late, bright, late bite to his breaking ball. Um, he had a really interesting performance and he was, he was well known coming in. He had been, at, I believe, at uh, the Metropolitan Baseball Classic and he has been playing for you know, a scout team in Texas. So not, not a mystery, just a, a player I, I hadn't seen before who was pretty impressive. Um, Shea Langleyers, a, a catcher for that team, Hunter Coleman. A really another one of those things, and I'm repeating myself just because I, I like all these players, but they, that team really deep, I thought. Uh, Cole Turney, who Teddy, you wrote about, uh, 2017. Who Turney is an appropriate name because he turned on a lot of balls He's ripping balls into the right field corner, uh, has some speed to him, a really interesting athlete.
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely he, uh, you know, he was one of the younger players on the team and he, he was mentioning how, like he was trying to get with Cantu to talk about hitting, very cerebral, uh, Arkansas commit. And, uh, I mean, that's definitely a name to watch for 17. Uh, and I got another 17 outfielder for you, uh, you know, on the Ontario Blue Jays, uh, hashtag team C Cooper Davis, mm-hmm. um you know he he looks like he really can go get the ball out in center field and uh you know he he had a he had a good week uh the the Jays also ran into the buzzsaw that was the Canes they're in the quarterfinals they gave them a pretty decent game though that was only only a three nothing game um, which for the Canes was probably the closest game they played probably um you know but Cooper Davis was uh was was definitely a, a good one on that team and Did
1: Vanderbilt commit some strength really good center fielder uh guys who's, who's uh it seems like up there the legends start early I mean we knew about Josh Naylor you know when he was 14 15 Demi Rimbalay 14 15 part of it is
0: that those I mean the way that they they run their stuff up there I mean the Blue Jays have spent the all fall um, you know they only just got back to Canada now they they've been in the states for like 2 months going around playing college teams mm-hmm. so you know you, the people get to see them uh face face college good college level arms i mean they played oklahoma this fall they played virginia this mm-hmm. fall they played florida state this fall and, and and they're using wood and you know they're going around and, and they're barnstorming basically and mm-hmm. so i mean it can only help those kids really
1: yeah they get to see really polished competition and then in the springtime they go down to spring training they play against minor league teams they play uh at least the, the junior national team mm-hmm. does. Uh, the Ontario Blue Jays do play against pretty good teams down there as well. Um, but the junior national team got to got to literally play against the the actual Blue Jays, right? Um, and so if you go if you go dig on YouTube, you can see Mike Soroka striking out uh, Russell Martin, for example. I'm not sure if that's exactly who struck out, but you can. You can see them facing big league competition, so you get a, a good feel of you know how that works or how that translates to the next level. Um, but yeah, they were an interesting group with with Davis, um, Nick Howey, a, a player who I saw you know hit the ball pretty hard in one at bat, uh, and then I mentioned Belzovic earlier, uh, a guy with a, an interesting little slider, uh, some feel for a changeup. Upper 80s, Brady's six six three six four big physical guy wide shoulders room to fill uh, another you know a guy with potential on that team. Um, uh, I'm just gonna take a one look at the board. Let's let's each go go one more player and then we can can wrap this thing up. We're at about 35 minutes right now. So Mike, looking at the board or or looking at your notes, you know who's one more player. Um, who you'd like to kind of break down a little bit here.
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh, I I would say we have talked a lot about a lot of these guys. Um, I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you two. Uh, I didn't see him much in, in Jupiter, but I've seen him a lot in the past. Cooper Johnson mm-hmm. is just as far as catching prospects go. I mean, he's just, he's great. I, and he's, and he's, I've enjoyed conversations with him. He's just a very bright kid. He's, he's very cerebral. He's, you know easily one of the best quotes just from a journalistic perspective you know talking talking to a player someone who can break down other players someone who really has a deep understanding of the game and of course that's what you want as a as a catcher um someone who seems very fundamentally sound you know behind the plate and you know An outstanding you, flexibility yeah he he, yeah. he just he really stands out and you know i think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention him at, at some point and then uh, another guy, uh, Bo Bichette, you know, again on that uh, that Astros uh, that loaded Astros team uh, was a guy who he was who's a bit up and down this week, you know, but obviously he has the bloodlines there uh, with, with Dante and uh, his older brother uh, Dante Jr. as well, and you know he's interesting just with his his swing mechanics and
1: big time bat speed with yeah. with that swing. I mean it's it. It doesn't you know it's not orthodox it doesn't look conventional but it's worked for him quite a bit on the showcase circuit and it did pretty well this week at least at least when i was over there he made pretty pretty good contact pretty hard contact
2: yeah and uh, you know i talked to him a little bit i talked with him a little bit just about those mechanics and it's not you know something that anyone really showed him it's not something his father taught him it's just something he kind of picked up along the way and you know people have tried to change him in the past but it works it's worked for him and you know it's you know continued to work so far so it'll be interesting to see if you know that continues you know in in pro ball or you know wherever he he goes to Mm
1: -hmm. Teddy, same same question
0: uh, I'm going to go with uh, left-hander Andrew Baker uh, from Chet Lemon's Juice. Uh, I saw him pitch. He also plays center field, and he does that pretty well too. But he threw a uh, complete game shutout in uh, you know, the, the Juice's first game of the tournament, uh, which was it was very impressive. He was more upper Uh, eighties. He struck
1: out like fourteen guys. I believe it
0: was fifteen strikeouts against the Red Scout team, which uh, again we've mentioned them. But you know, Cooper Johnson was was, we were just talking about. You know, is is a member of that team.
1: Alec Trela, another guy. Alec Trella had him. Yeah,
0: he actually broke up the no hitter uh, in the fifth inning. Cooper Johnson was not playing that game, but. Nonetheless, Baker Baker pitched very well. He's shown more velocity in the past, but he backed off a little bit and was just commanding the ball exceptionally. Uh, and he throws this, uh, this slider that um, they were setting it up very well, and, and guys just were not hitting it at all. Um, you know, obviously, you have 15 Ks. So there's a there's a lot going right for you that night, um, and you know, Florida commit uh, two way potentially. I don't know which way pro scouts are, are leaning right now though. So uh that, that'll be an interesting one to watch uh, as the you know, as his high school season gets going there in the in January.
1: Yeah, I mean Baker's a really, really interesting guy. I mean as as a pitcher, I mean he's he's very polished. He has feel for his breaking ball to both sides of the plate. Doesn't you know, doesn't lose bite when he's you know when he's throwing it to his arm side, consistent, really uh, and his fastball has some zip on it too, even at eighty-five, eighty-eight, whatever it was down in Jupiter. And I, I feel like he's been up to as high as ninety-two. I, uh, I
0: think it's East ninety-three is the is what he's touched. Yeah, he was more like eighty-seven, eighty-nine, but yeah, I, I believe he he touched ninety-three at East Coast.
1: Yeah, so he's he's got arm strength. I mean, the the body doesn't really profile as like a you know as a rotation type. I mean, when you just look at five ten or whatever he is. Um, but he's got touch and feel as a pitcher, and then as a left-handed hitter, he's really, really, really interesting. He is very fast
0: uh, as very well. Very
1: quick. He's got loose wrists. There's some. There's some materials. There's some uh, you can cook with that. That's. There's a lot going on there.
0: Minimally, the Gators are going to get a very good player.
1: Yeah, minimally. Um, yeah, it was. Hey, it was. It was a really good week for him. I mean, especially to just go down there and dominate. Against quality competition like that,
0: there were a lot of there were a lot of guys watching that game. That was that was a night game, so there were fewer games to begin with, and uh, there were a lot of eyes on that particular game.
1: Mm-hmm. And that kind of, I mean, we could probably have two podcasts on the the Florida Gators rotation right now. <laughs> um, but that that team right now, the, and like just even sitting around, you know. The, listening to the chatter, or you know, talking about talking with other college coaches, that Florida Gators team. When you think about AJ Puck, one of the best in the country, Logan Shore, Dane Dunning, Alex Baedo, and then you know, Sean Anderson, uh, Jackson Coar, Brady Singer.
0: We're, we're recording this on Friday, the thirtieth. Uh, the Gators are playing. I think it's a five-inning scrimmage today. The two pitchers scheduled: Brady Singer, Jackson Coar.
1: Yeah, Coar, guy who I was all I was on the Jackson Coar train in the spring. Um, you know, a guy from Charlotte, Charlotte Christian, who was uh, you know, a really impressive command, three-pitch guy in high school, um, projection guy, and it sounds like he has lived up to a little bit of that projection in his first year at Florida. Um, so I guess final, final thoughts, guys, you this was your, each of your first time, you know, in Jupiter covering this event specifically, you guys have, uh, Teddy at least, has been there before. Um, so what were your thoughts uh, on the week? Uh, that was a, in terms of talent, B, in terms of the atmosphere and the environment.
0: Well, I mean, when people talk about Jupiter, uh, I mean, you hear a lot about, you know, the golf carts, uh, you know, how, how everyone, you know, parks their how, how all the scouting directors park their golf cart behind the, the plate and and you know when when you see big games, how how, how many golf carts show up at, at the fields and all of that's true and, and it's all very interesting, uh, and and the talent is exceptional and everything. But what what I found to be very interesting was the the amount of people that come back. Like, maybe this was a weird year in that maybe this doesn't happen all the time. But, you know, this year, Tyler Beattie was there. Carson Fulmer was there. Brendan Rogers was there. Ash Russell was there. Bo Burrows was there. Um, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts was there. Brad Wilkerson was there. Like, uh, Fred McGriff was coaching a team there. Uh, Chet Lemon, obviously, is coaching a team there. Like, I mean, just on and on and on. And they, it, it's really just interesting that, that these these are travel ball teams and for the most part these teams are not uh you know there are there are exceptions to this but there are a lot of teams that are put together just for this event those scout teams and there are a lot of organizations that kind of far-flung organizations where you know yeah they play throughout the summer but you know it's not like these kids have uh, spent an, an inordinate amount of time together but there's something that that brings these guys back to this event and uh ash russell told me that that they're already hoping that they can come back next year there. I mean, they're, it'll depend on what their schedules look like and everything, but they, you know, they, they are, they enjoyed coming back so much that they, they hope they can do it again. And, uh, you know, so that, that's fascinating. And, you know, the, this event has really grown into um, an industry showpiece because there's so much, because there's so many executives there and scouts there that, you know that 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 just brings in a, a a whole lot of other people that are looking to to get with them. They're they're a mess of agents that are obviously there for for a whole number of reasons. But you know, I mean, that they're getting FaceTime with with people. It's a it's a mini convention basically.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, you know, I, I don't think it was an accident that. Um, The there was a Cuban workout scheduled for thirty minutes south of of Jupiter that week. I know there there was a lot of reasons completely outside of Jupiter to schedule it then, but you know there there were a lot of uh, a lot of benefits as well. So, you know, as as this tournament uh, continues to grow, it's like sixteen years old now. Um, It's just very interesting to see uh, just the the wide ranging groups of people that are there. It's it's scouts. It's directors, it's executives, um, you know, it, it's college coaches. It, it, pretty much everyone is is uh, every group is is represented there in some way.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, thoughts?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think you you realize just the sheer magnitude of the event and just how big an operation it is until you're there. Until you see the, you know, they looked like fifty thousand golf carts because, uh, you know, I was trying not to get run over, you know, everywhere I was going. We we unfortunately did not have a golf court cart this go around, but maybe, maybe next year. Uh, we did we did make a clutch move and and bought some lawn chairs and oh yeah, that that really worked out. That the Walmart lawn chairs that was a game changer.
1: And we were able to return those at the end of the week because. What were we gonna do? Bring those on the plane? No, you them? you can't you
2: can't do that. No, you can't do that. You gotta so. return them and then yeah,
1: buy a new luggage bag if me and yours broke. So
2: I just I just brought my giant bag on the plane and held up the takeoff <laughs> because it didn't fit in the overhead compartment. <laughs> so that was <laughs> that was that experience. But yeah, no, it's you know I really I think Teddy really hit the the nail on the head. So I'm not gonna go on a you know a, a long spiel here, but. Uh yeah, I guess, I guess really it's just a huge operation, and it, it, it does feel kind of like a convention just with how many different people are there and, you know, really everyone in baseball, everyone who's anybody, you know, you know is there. And obviously the talent is great too because we, we've talked for, for a while now about some of the prospects, and I feel like we only scratched the surface. Yeah, we could,
1: I could pick ten more names off this board right now. I mean,
0: yeah. there, there's at least one GM in attendance, and, uh, you know, many – College head coaches, like it, it, it's not a, it's not a small event at all. No, it.
1: I kind of want to name ten more guys.
0: Just real quick, just right, run uh, off ten guys.
1: All right, uh, Easton McGee, six foot six, right hander, up to ninety three, commanded for seven innings, some feel for a breaking ball. Kentucky commit, uh, Alec Manoa, big physical right hander, ninety one, ninety four, breaking ball a lot better than it had been in the past in my looks. Matt Cleveland, physical right-hander. As my alarm goes off, <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's just poor form.
2: Hey, it's it's all right.
1: Um, not detracting from the, the talent, uh, Matt, Matt Cleveland, uh, a guy who was good body, right-handed pitcher, fastball is 90-93, uh, breaking ball, again, another guy who's breaking ball improved, um, Brandon McCabe. A screamer, uh, a guy who, <laughs> 2017, who sounds like Mariah Sharapova when he throws the ball because he, he grunts. He really, literally grunts very loudly. Uh, the mechanics are are interesting. Uh, hat comes off every time he throws, but it's 91, 92, with a really, really good curveball. Uh, Ryan Hare, a guy who, a left-handed pitcher from Hudson, North Carolina, Uh, plus plus town name Uh, a left-handed pitcher who commanded was 88-90 touched 91 for seven innings for the Evo Shield Canes let's see who else do we have on here Uh, let's see we talked about Gavin Lux a guy who had I think he had eight hits down there for playing for Chicago Scouts Association and didn't play much in the first game Uh, wiry guy with some fast twitch ability Nolan Jones hit a home run down there. A guy who's gotten progressively better every step of the way on the showcase circuit. Uh, playing third base a little bit this week. Has been a shortstop. Uh, will probably, I would assume, play shortstop. Uh, really good arm strength, power to all fields. You know, He almost poked one. He, I saw him bend over to go get one on the outside part of the plate and basically poke at it and almost went out of the yard to the opposite field. Um, Alex Kirilov, another Pennsylvania guy. He's more from from Western Pennsylvania, uh, but five tool kind of guy. Who you know, I had one ground ball, four, one, five to first base, uh, impacting the ball when he got to it. Uh, Brandon Martirano, catcher for the the Canes, who I believe was the MVP of the the entire thing.
2: He was. He was.
1: Tools up and. Uh, we haven't really even gotten into Joe Joe Rizzo, who's one of the better hitters in this class. A left-handed hitter from Virginia, five foot eleven, wide shoulders. Uh, some teams like him as a catcher. He's worked out as as a catcher a little bit. Um, quick twitch guy. If you you watch this guy in batting practice, uh, he stands out. He can rip the ball a long way to his pull side. Um, Austin Langley. Khalil Lee, uh, other guys, left-handed hitters on the Evo Shield Canes. I think I've, I've, I've made my point.
0: The Canes, uh, before we finish, five straight lefties to open the game. Very interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. all I had on that. Did he, <laughs> and
1: did they face somebody f- f- like, intentionally used a lefty? Uh, yeah,
0: somebody used a lefty, and it did not work. Yeah, it's still. I, I, they like they. I'm pretty sure they run rolled that game too.
1: Yeah, they're good. Um, so with that. Uh, Who's the guy Schultz was up to 95, 96, So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we've, we've pretty much talked about most of the guys that are on this board so far. Uh, forgive us if we if you are a really good prospect and we did not mention you. Um, it's only a fifteen minute podcast, guys. <laughs> final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, maybe one word. I, I think I know Mike's word. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I think it's. I, chimichanga chimichanga that's uh, an inside joke <laughs> also another word yeah sunscreen
1: you're still peeling huh a little bit teddy
0: uh i don't know i it's uh, it's a big event it's hard to capture jupiter in a word that isn't jupiter jupes no jupiter no i'm, I'm not gonna call it jupes sorry mike rooney i know you're okay. listening
1: all right. Thanks for for listening. Obviously, uh, you can can check out all our written content on BaseballAmerica.com. Click on the high school tab. We've got stuff from we've got plenty of really interesting stories up there. I'm gonna have a long notebook up there on Monday morning. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for the download, and we really appreciate it. Have a good one.
2: See
0: you.